if you are the musician that you're like, I love this and this is what I have to do. And so I want it to pay my bills so I can do it every day. Do the thing. Yeah. Like people are waiting for permission, waiting for someone else to do it for them. Like, no, if you're the musician and you want to create music, mm -hmm. that is what you do. We are here trying to help stimulate the middle class with music. Stop pressing CDs. What is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear. Consistent quality content. Did you know that uh, Vance and I want to answer your questions? We do. It's true. Hashtag ask Tom and Vance. Or you can call, what's the number? You can call 615-682-1811. And when you call, leave your name and the city you're from and your question and we'll play it on the show. Yeah, we will. And answer it for you. As long as your question's not weird. Yeah, don't be weird. Welcome to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. Vance is staring at me, and it's weird. Hello! <laughs> What's up, bud? <laughs> you're, you're close, and you're looking right at me, and it's freaking me out. It's going to get so intense now. Oh, my God. So we're trying a new setup here. Uh, we've been... We're experimenting. Yeah. We're enjoying the process of adding video to the show. And honestly, sometimes that means different things every single week. And I'm having a great time. Welcome to the journey of us figuring it out. Which is what our show is all about, right? It's my cat, Craig. It's tight. <laughs> Dude, this mug. The Craig one is awesome, but this one is pretty incredible. You got This is not the fact I had planned for today, but do you want to know a fact? <laughs> I would love to know the fact you didn't have planned. Actually, it might be more now. There are at least seven cat mugs that my wife and I own. Really, my wife owned, and then I inherited ownership of. Are they all Craig mugs? Or They're not all Craig okay. mugs, but the interesting part of the fact is that she has never bought one of them. <laughs> Even the one with Craig's big picture on it? No. Nope. That's insane. Always gifts. <laughs> <laughs> because from the outside looking in, it appears as though y'all are obsessed with your cat. Brandon gets no love. Well, Brandon's still new. Yeah. He'll, I thought about getting a mug for him just so he had a place, but we don't need another mug. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll gift you a Brandon mug. Perfect. But that way you can keep the streak alive of never having purchased the mug of your animals. I also have Brandon's socks. That's cool. That my sister had made when we first got him. <laughs> so that's pretty rad. Dude, Brandon got a shout out on our first episode of season two. He did. He had a lot of screen time on, season, <laughs> on episode one. He, I mean, he's a good looking dog. I'm going to slide back to the original fact I had planned. Okay. So here's the thing. And I, this is a throwback. This is nothing new to people. If you went to elementary school, none of this is new. Okay. But I came across the fact of, or the alleged fact that you can't fold a piece of paper more than seven times. Oh yeah. It's like you'd reach the moon if you fold it. And so I've decided. Are you going to do it? <laughs> Is it more than seven times? Is that what it is? It's, you can't fold it more than seven times in half. It claims. And you're sure that's the number? I have my iPad. So I just looked it up. It. Okay. I looked it up before okay. we started. All right. Seven times. One. This is a show about music, people. Maybe I'll put a timestamp about where you can skip to if uh, <laughs> you're not into this part. Two. Okay. 
and make sure these creases are nice and tight. I'm at three. Three for me. Hang on. Okay. Four. Four. I will say I'm already a I'm little denser than I expected yeah. to be at this stage. I'm, I'm seeing where the truth comes from in here. Do we just say four? Yeah. And this is five. Five. Man, I really want this to not be true. Does it matter? Is it a, a sheet of standard paper? Or, it, like, if it's thinner paper? I feel change? like, not that I know enough Six. about physics, but I feel like in order to make it more successful, you would have to take a much larger... Mm. Like, if you took a sheet of paper that was super thin the size of a football field... Sure. Well, you'd have, a, you'd have more leverage. Like, right now, this thing is so... This is six. Currently, I'm not going to be able to get to seven because I don't have enough leverage. But if this thing was this Still long, the, yeah. I could wrench it over, but I'm not going to be able to get... I got to six. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. A really bad seven. <laughs> Looks like more of a wad, but there's no way that's getting to eight. No. Cool. And that's our episode of the Music Stuff Show. <laughs> I would be curious. Maybe we should try this next week with a legal-sized piece of paper. Okay. Part two. So I feel like there's an argument to be made that if you customized a piece of paper to be large enough to have enough leverage, it could technically... Like those solar sails they use that are yeah. like, like wafer... I would imagine a standard sheet of paper that you can right. just purchase at the store is not we'll going to be so able to. Tune in next week and we'll try a I'm going to say that, the, that that's the fact. <laughs> Proof. Yeah. <laughs> We're like Mythbusters. Yeah. A year from now, this will have nothing to do with music. We'll be out in the field somewhere blowing up a barrel full of kerosene. Actually, can we do that? That sounds like the music? dream. That sounds amazing. Like Music that guy videos. who's like, how to listen to a Luke Bryan Me. CD and he puts it and lights it on fire. Uh, <laughs> Next, get your can of gasoline. Man, good times. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Tom? Um, that's a great question. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, the importance of releasing content on a regular basis. Why is that important? Because uh, I know too many musicians who like write a song and then sit on it for a year or two and then go to put it out. Like, the game's over at that point. You've already lost. Like, 10 years ago, yeah, you could do that. You had, like, album cycles. But album cycles don't exist anymore. No. I mean, I guess they kind of still do for your major artists. But even major artists are doing, they are not, like, subscribing to the standard format of... Like, release a record, refer, like, release a record, and then once that album cycle is over, you start, during that, you start writing a new record, and you have this collection of, say, 12 songs that are all you've picked out, you've written 50, then you pick 12, and then you go in the studio and you cut those, and then once that record's done, then you give it to your label, and then your label starts telling people about it, they market it, they brand it, they package it, they advertise it, and they put it out there. It's going to be out in 10 weeks or two months or whatever, so look out for the new Beyonce record when it comes out on December 5th. Mm -hmm. um, and we're all excited about the new Beyonce record that's going to come out in two months, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that still kind of happens, but 
it's not the even norm. even major artists take more of a single driven approach yeah like even ones that are still holding on to the album cycle are still going to put out four singles yeah even, you know not even not even in the traditional sense like before like a single could ride for a long time mm-hmm. you know they put out a song two weeks later song two two right. weeks later song three right. two weeks later song four two weeks later whole record that you've already heard half of because you've been getting the singles right. for the past you know two months and also like there are there are I'm kind of surprised at the number of major artists who are releasing surprise records now with no promotion and the record just appears. Like Eminem just did it with Kamikaze. He just dropped that record out of the middle of nowhere and it destroyed. It's true. Beyonce did that a year or two ago. It may have been longer than that. I forget. Was it Lemonade? Was that the record? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just up on iTunes one day and everybody was like, oh my God, people's minds were blown. I Mm -hmm. think that might have been the first like big person to just drop a record out of nowhere if i remember correctly i feel like there was somebody before that i don't remember who was there um yeah i i think that can work for some people but i also think <clears throat> it's going to be a very short-lived trend yeah um, it, I, you have to get to a certain status to be able to do that yeah if i've never heard of your band that's not going to do anything for you <laughs> yeah it doesn't you know yeah. if i've never heard of your band you should be taking me on the journey totally. which really Drake should be taking me on the journey just as much because, you know. Do you remember when, like, okay, so when Meteora came out, Linkin Park, Mm -hmm. their second record, Mm -hmm. um, big Linkin Park fan, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it obvious? (laughs) I'm a big Linkin Park fan. Do you like Linkin Park? Right. Um, When they put out Meteora, they had uh, the deluxe edition of it that came with the DVD, both on disc, both are no-nos, don't do that. Um, but the DVD was like a 30 minute, uh, behind the scenes, like studio film of them making the record. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of bands did stuff like that back in the day. It would be this like special edition thing you could get or like VH1 had behind the music. Like this is not a new thing where people want to go behind the scenes and see the process. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a hit TV show. I assume it's a hit TV show because it's on all the damn time. A uh, TV show on, like, the History Channel, something called How It's Made. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's captivating just to watch, like, how bottle caps are made. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Super obscure People stuff. People want to see the behind the scenes. This is not a new thing. The difference now is that you can get it in real time. Mm-hmm. So, like, we could have, say, a live streaming camera up right now of us, like, making this episode mm-hmm. which maybe we should do one day when we get a third phone but <laughs> <laughs> we got an ipad yeah we'll get that corporate phone <laughs> but like we could have a live stream going right now and people get the behind the scenes of not only us like talking right now and making the episode but we could have had it going for 30 minutes leading up to like setting up our cameras to like what we're BSing about in the morning, like mm-hmm. making coffee, like, and people want to see that. Yeah. It's like, it's the opportunity to connect with people who don't, who aren't in the same room with you. It's the whole, it's the internet. It's, it's the internet. It's yeah. what it's for. <laughs> like it's for relationships yeah. over a long distance. So that it, it makes having those relationships without being in the same room convenient. Mm-hmm. And 
but now you can do it in real time as a music maker, as mm-hmm. a creator. And so back to the original point of the episode, not only should you be making music and releasing it on a regular basis, you should be documenting the process. Like the documentation of the process is equally as important, I would argue, maybe more than the finished final product. Like hypothetically speaking, if you and I sat here and wrote a song today, we should record that process, hack it up into pieces of digestible content, put it out, and then maybe record a, a, a rough work tape, put that on SoundCloud, you know, let people hear it, and then we decide we want to record that song for real, and then we sit here and we pull up a session and we make the whole thing, we document that, hack it up into pieces of digestible content, and then we have a finished final product at the end of it that we release. Let's say that takes two weeks. That's a two-week process of all of that micro content made out of long-form content that we have sat here and filmed just of us doing what we were going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> people, yeah. don't, people don't do it because it puts your flaws on display. I, I don't even think do it's it that. It puts your flaws on this. I'm gonna be. I think some people think that. Yeah. I actually don't even think that's the real issue. I think people think other people don't care. Well, I I think most people, yeah, especially in the startup stage, are like, oh, people aren't going to care. Well, it's because they don't at first. That's not even true, though. Less people think? care. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. And well, my I, mom would care. Even even your friends, though, like. Yeah. I have friends that are not in music mm-hmm. that are super fascinated when I make music things. Yeah. And people that ask me about it and questions that are obvious to us because it's what we do. People are intrigued by how you do something that you don't understand. I totally and take that for granted. I think it's very easy to get caught up in the, I'm a musician, all my friends are musicians or creatives, mm-hmm. everybody in my life that I spend a lot of time around does all of these things. Everybody already knows how this works. Why would they want to watch me do it? But the reality is you have friends that do other things. You have friends that work in finance or like work in marketing, you know, for business or whatever startup or, you know, Fortune 500 company or that are intrigued Mm -hmm. by something that they don't understand because people like to learn, people like to grow, people like to have a little bit more understanding of something that is happening. So I think the natural tendency is to be like, oh, no one's going to care until I'm huge, which is false. Yeah. And honestly, like YouTube proves that more than anything Mm -hmm. because you watch these kids that blow up, have millions of followers. Yeah. And people were there because they watched the journey Mm -hmm. and people get scared because they hear that one hater. That's like, oh, well, people don't care about this. No one cares about them. Stop listening to them. People care. And even if they don't, like, it's still cool to, like, experience the journey. And then there's going to be that one person. Mm-hmm. And then that one person is going to tell one person. But people forget that that person matters. Because then there's two people. And those two people tell one person. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes exponential. And, yes, yeah. it's a slow, growing process that requires you to show up and constantly hit publish and keep doing it. Yeah. I heard a uh, <clears throat> really great metaphor, <laughs> which... I didn't expect to think was that cool, but it was talking about uh, an apple tree mm-hmm. and how long it takes if you put apple seeds in a ground uh, before you will actually bear fruit that you can eat Yeah, from that apple tree. God, but it's like a lifetime. <laughs> it's not a day, obviously. Obviously. It's not a month. 
It's not six months. It's mm-hmm. not a year. Apparently, it's like between six and eight years from the time you plant a seed in the ground. Wow. But you still have to show up for six years right. if you and want that apple tree. Yeah. You know, water it, you know, yeah. make sure it doesn't freeze. I don't know. I don't do agriculture, but like <laughs> whatever you have to do to keep your sure. plants alive, even if you start to see a little twig, yeah. it takes that long for something not simple. Like, sure. But allegedly something that you're like, oh, throw it in the ground. It does its thing and make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't die. It'll do what it does. Yeah. Even something as straightforward as that takes mm-hmm. six to eight years. And I think everybody is so used to how instantaneous social media is and the internet Mm -hmm. is, and we can, you know, no one has to wait. No one has to think. Like we talked about that with Taylor. Like there is no wondering about anything anymore. Yeah. But the flip side of that is it still takes time to build. Yeah. You know, there is a difference between information is accessible and I have this project, this brand, this thing that I want to build that takes time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just, I take for granted the, that what I do is cool to people who don't do it because, because like you said, like I, most of my community, like here in Nashville is, is made up of musicians mm-hmm. and, and if they're not musicians, at least creative people. Mm-hmm. So like the whole creative process is <clears throat> not foreign to most of the people that I know. And then I also had this thing in my own head of like, I don't go to like my buddy Doug's job and say, hey, can you film yourself <laughs> crunching numbers and, you know, talking about insurance claims or whatever? Like, let me see what happens on a daily basis. Like, I don't, so I'm like, why would any, I don't go to your desk and see what you want, do you do all day, every day. So why would you want to come and watch me do what I do all day, every day? But that's not my judgment to make. I also flipped it on you. I think it's different in business. I think that same thing still applies just from a different perspective. Totally. Music is cool. It's yeah. like, oh, everybody wants to be in a band or, oh, I wish I had done this or I wish that I could tour and play music. Even mm-hmm. people that have never touched an instrument. There is a cool factor. Sure. In business, I think it's just as important to document what you do mm-hmm. because the difference is the sell. Yeah. So like if I am looking for someone to build a new deck, mm-hmm. you know, I am going to do the research. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google, you know, however many people in yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. How many shows are on HGTV made out of this exact thing? But not even from that standpoint. <laughs> like, I even to a more practical thing that drives clientele, yeah. where the more questions you can answer before I pick up the phone, sure. the more likely I'm going to trust you. So if I land on your website yeah. and you build decks... And everything that pops in my mind, like what's the average cost or like what kind of materials or what makes a difference to survive in the you know kind of environment that we have here. Mm-hmm. The more that you can educate me on your website yeah. with short videos, like yeah. all the frequently asked things, the, the mm-hmm. you know, 20 questions that people pick up the phone and call you. Yeah. If you can eliminate that before people even pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm already going to be like, oh, this person's educated me. And then if they communicate well on top of that, yeah. it's not just text. Yeah. That there is a face somewhere that yeah. I have to wonder. There is an actual human being that I'm already feeling connected because I'm seeing that person. Mm-hmm. They obviously care about what they're doing. If there's three people and one person did that and the other two didn't, they're just like, I build decks. Here's my number. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go with the guy 
that is like, cool, here's what I do. Here's why I'm passionate about it. Here's our backstory about how we got started because, you know, the past three generations of my family have, you know, really taken pride in this and built yeah. a family business and this is what provides and here's why we're great at it and here's yeah. what we're going to do to make sure that this is a long-lasting, amazing product for your yeah. home. It's almost like they, like... In that scenario, they've created evergreen content that does a lot of or most of the heavy lifting for them. For sure. The phone is now to confirm the date that you want them to come and do the work for you. Absolutely. Rather than spending effort and energy selling you over the phone on why you should choose them. They've already put out that evergreen content so that you'll select them to begin with. Well, and then on top of that, and I'm stealing this, I honestly <coughs> remember the guy's name. He was speaking at a conference I was at, but he was talking about how you are never going to sell what you, or no one else is ever going to sell what you do better than you can. Right. So like you're drumming, for instance. Sure. And let's say I'm looking for a drummer for my project. Mm -hmm. And I find your website, I see your portfolio, all this, whatever. We talk mm -hmm. at a party, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And you sell me and I'm like, man, Tom was awesome. But if I'm not the decision maker, I'm not the person writing the check. Right. I then have to go to Andy or whoever and be right. like, hey man, I met this guy. And then it's my interpretation of what I heard you, you have say. To sell him on my behalf. Versus if you've established all this clear, concise information mm -hmm. that you can be like, hey, that's cool. I understand that you have a partner, whatever. Send him to this website. It answers all the questions right. from your perspective. Right. And then that way, you're still communicating that even if you're not in the room. Right. Because no one else can sell that better right. than you can. Well, so the whole point is to make make content that does the work for you. Yes. So how does that apply to the creative part of documenting your process and releasing music? What like because that's what you are. Like and I and this is something that I think gets caught up. There is a difference between people say they want to be musicians but really they want to be famous. <laughs> right. Which really I could take this even further. Mhm. Mm and argue that they don't want to be famous, people want to be known, but that's a whole another that's a, thing that's, that's a irrelevant for today. Psychological evaluation. That's a, that's yeah. a much deeper dive. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people that, there's a difference between being like, I love playing music. Right. Whether you're here, whether I'm in front of people, I come home and mm -hmm. I always pick up a guitar mm -hmm. every single day that yeah. I am home or sit down at a piano. Mm -hmm. When I go on tour, and it's not even for music when I like go tour for, you know, nonprofits and stuff like that. Right. When we show up at a venue and I find a piano, I literally go hide for half an hour whenever there's a window that something doesn't have right. to be done and I go play. Right. Because that's what I love doing. Right. And there's a difference between wanting that to be your job because that's what you love doing mm -hmm. and I want to be famous because being in a band is sexy. Right. And I think there's a lot of people that lean that way. Mm -hmm. Those people I can't help. Those people right. will sell their soul to try and get numbers. But right. the people that if you are the musician that you're like, I love this and this is what I have to do. And so I want it to pay my bills so I can do it every day. Do the thing. Yeah. Like people are waiting for permission, waiting for someone else to do it for them. Like, no, if you're the musician and you want to create music, mm -hmm. that is what you do. The same way that the deck builder, that's what he does every day. Yeah. He goes out and builds somebody's deck. Right. If you are a musician, like you don't make one song and cling on to that song for every like <laughs> I made a deck of life. Once. I built a deck last Guys, year. Did you see that one deck I made? Yeah. I, I made, made it one last deck. year. It was awesome. Yeah. I've made a patio table too. 
I don't, <laughs> I'm not a table maker. <laughs> One tap. Right. You know, and at an apartment I used to live in, it sat on our deck and it was great and yeah. got the job done because I was poor and it was easier yeah. to do. I am not a table maker. Right. If you're a musician, if you're a band and you want that to be your job, make music, put out music mm -hmm. because that is your job. The same way that like, that's the funny thing, like people that are like, oh, I wish this was paying my bills. You'll show up at your job five days a week. And whether you're, whatever you do, like if you're an mm -hmm. accountant, you'll show up eight hours a day and do accounting. Yeah. Like if you write copy for something, you'll show up and you'll do it whether you want to or not. Yeah. But then the thing that you want to do, you're like, oh, I did that once. So like if it didn't, if it wasn't good on this, then we. Right. You don't get that immediate like no, man. reward for it. So you give up. Treat it like it's your job. Yeah. Show up every day. Did you write a song today? Okay. You can't write a song in one day. Right. Okay, well, you need to write more. Can you write one song a week? Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to write a song a week until you can write a song every three days. And then once you write a song every three days, write a song every two days. Right. And keep chiseling and that keep away. keep the camera on while you're doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's just the nature of our times. Yeah. Like, I, I think that is just a non-negotiable. Like, I don't think it matters what you do. I think it applies to us, but mm -hmm. I, I think it doesn't just apply to us. I yeah. think if you want to sell what you do, mm -hmm. you need to show people what you do. Right. But like the greater point of where we started, like the reason to hit publish is because that's what you want to do. And if you can't mm -hmm. show people, because then let's flip it again. Like, let's say you don't listen to anything we say on the show and you right. still want a label and you still want all these things that don't matter. Right. Fine. Say we're idiots, say it doesn't matter, say we're wrong. Right. Cool. Even if that's the case, even if you still want to go archaic, what are you showing to somebody? Right. Like if I'm a major label and you want me to invest my money, mm -hmm. nah, man, we're really talented. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me see your music. Well, we got this one song. Is that the only song? Yeah, but it's like a really good song. <laughs> okay, well, do you at least, <clears throat> like, have you played shows? Yeah, like we played one time. We we did like a writer's round. We played three songs. So you don't have can, songs. You haven't recorded songs. You don't play live shows and you're trying to build an audience so that you can make some money to then go record those songs because you want to be in a fancy studio. Right. What do you do? Like, I can tell you from my experience, my personal experience, that when a, a band that I was in got signed, we had a record out. We did the showcase. Uh, after the showcase, things went well. Uh, we were offered a deal, but before they offered the deal, I said, send us what you've been working on lately. Mm -hmm. Work tapes, demos, whatever. Do you have any more songs that you've done recently, more recent than this record that you have out? That's all they care about. And that's the archaic model that doesn't matter anymore. Like, if you want a new website, that you're not gonna DIY mm -hmm. and hustle on. Right. You're like, you know what, I'm at a point, it's not my thing, I would rather pay somebody. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna hire a web developer that doesn't have a portfolio? <laughs> Hell no. But no, man, like I'm good at building but, websites. Or like, I did one two years ago for my buddy. Or no, even I did one for this big company, but the last thing I did was two years ago. The last thing I did was in February. Or like, even if, okay. even if it was two weeks ago, if they've only done one thing, mm -hmm. is that the person you're choosing? Because mm -mm. here's the reality. Everybody's choosing between three, five, ten, a hundred different people. Like yeah. no one's just picking the first thing they see. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> this is like that business stuff that music people forget about that. They're like, oh, that doesn't apply because we're creatives and we mm -hmm. make art and whatever. Yeah. Nah, man. Like 
people have a choice. Yeah. There's infinite amounts of content that never stops being created. Yep. So why should they choose you? Like, are you giving them something consistently that they want? I'm not picking the web developer that's like, no, I made like two websites. Yeah. Dude, and let's look at it through the lens of like, what if you put out something that's like objectively shit and you're embarrassed about it and you hate it? It, in the land of streaming where everything is streamed, you can just pull it down. Yeah. Like, let's say you put something up that maybe you're proud of it at first. And so the whole point is to put it up and leave it up so people can see the journey, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we really want to encourage people to do. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that a year goes by and you look back and you go, God, that's embarrassing. It's gross. I really wish it wasn't up there. Just hit private or pull it back down. Like... People aren't, unless you make it available for download, people aren't downloading what you're putting up. They're only streaming it. So you can just make it unavailable to them. It's that easy. So the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario is you put something up and you get laughed out of the building and you pull it back down. It's true. And, and come at it again. I'll even, you know, stealing this from Gary Vee, it's not my thing, but like even he talks about when given the choice between... Uh, quality and quantity, mm -hmm. you take quantity every time because every time. quality is subjective. Yeah. Because quality to me is not necessarily the same mm -hmm. as quality is to you, as the same as quality is to my mom, as the same as quality is to my nephew. Yeah. Like everybody's perception of that. And sure, like there's a baseline. I think you should always put out the best thing you can put out today. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, like, we get so caught up in thinking, oh, this is what my expectation of great is. Mm -hmm. So that means that that's everyone's expectation of great. Right. Nah, man. If you're, if you're, it, and if you're batting a net 51% victory rate, like that is a win. So if you put out, if you put out one, or say you put out 10 pieces of content and <clears throat> over the, on, on the quantity thing, you put out 10 pieces of content and five suck real bad and five are good that and so people can look at that and be like oh well they might see those five and like ah, i'm not going to watch or listen anymore but if you have 500 pieces of content mm -hmm. like odds are first of all that your victory rate is going to go higher than 50 percent and at the same time let's say it stays at 50 percent like that's that many more chances for victory that's that many more chances to win with people like the odds of them coming across a good video out of 500, if they have 250 options, are much higher than if they only have five options. It's also damn near impossible. I, I literally can't fathom a way that it's possible that if you make 500 pieces of content, you don't get better. Of course you're going to get better. Like that's, that's the other thing, that people took this weird, <laughs> messed up mentality, and it yeah. makes me sad because people don't want to like jump past it. They don't build in you accounting can't for getting get better. to 500 without starting at one. Right. And then you see these people that are like, oh, they've got eight albums or this YouTuber that's got 500 videos or right. this whatever. And you're like, man, I got to get to that. They made 500 videos. Mm -hmm. Like they showed up and did it for three years or if, whatever it is. If I sit here and say, I'm, I don't play basketball on a regular basis but I'm going to start in the NBA next season. I'm going to. I'm declaring it right now. People will think I'm insane or a comedian. But if I, and they know that that's not realistic on any level. Mm -hmm. But if I sit here and say, 
I've never posted a video in my life and I've never made a piece of content in my life, but I'm going to have a million subscribers on YouTube in a month. People think that, oh, no, it's, it's fine. I, he could, I, I could do that. You know, they, they don't think that's as ridiculous. Now, some people probably do. Maybe most people do. But there's some people who are like, no, no, that's, that's, that's totally fine. And people are like approaching the Internet that way. Mm-hmm. They'll, put up, they'll post to Instagram one time a week. And they will think they'll get all pissed off because they don't have a million followers in a month. Yep. Or they only get 10 likes on their post. Yep. Like, you got to be creating and you have to be putting it out on a regular basis. Well, and then they look at the 1%. That, that's the other thing that's crazy to me. Like, just in terms of, like, let's look at successful. Like, mm-hmm. if you're only pulling from the pool of successful, mm-hmm. they look at the 1% of success and think that that's the model compared to the 99% of success. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, they see the one video that goes viral. Right, they see this one instead of the long tail. Instead of the like 99 other creators right. that put in the time and the work and showed up and did it mm-hmm. every single day, but they still wanna focus on the one person mm-hmm. that managed to have that one thing that one person saw and posted on a channel yeah. that had, you know, however many, 100,000, and then everybody hit share. Yeah. Like, good luck. It, go well, buy a lottery ticket. You have the same Exactly. Odds. We're all attracted to the shiny. That's why we all think our perception of successful CEO is, is Zucks at 25 or Bieber making it before he's 18. And it's like, well, if I, if I haven't built a billion dollar business by 25 or I haven't had a hit single by the time I'm 18, that's game over for me. That's it. I'm done. Without taking into account that like people start career, like Colonel Sanders founded KFC when he was in his sixties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have your whole life yep. and I'm tell like, I'm telling you, there's going to come a time soon when an artist is going to break who is who can buy discount movie tickets. Somebody who already has that hookup at the theater mm-hmm. is going to break having never been heard of before because of the internet. I'm calling it. Dude, it's funny too. Like even Gary Vee, who we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. who owns like a $200 million media company that mm-hmm. when you think of, oh, what's the best person at social media, except for maybe Will Smith because mm-hmm. he's been crushing it. I love mm-hmm. his stuff. Um, but you're talking about the guy that does it for all the brands that are the huge thing. Right. He was still working at his dad's wine shop when he was 34. Yeah. I didn't know that until this week. Yeah. Like I knew he used to do that when he was younger and I think in my mind, I Mm -hmm. think of somebody that's crushing it like that, that it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he was doing that in his 20s and then he hustled and he's been building this thing ever since. Mm -hmm. No, man, he didn't even leave his dad's wine shop until he was 34. older than me. Like, and now has, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's arguably the most well-known sure. uh, media marketing agency. Yeah. Certainly probably to any audience that's going to be watching or listening to us. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. But everybody's still worried. Like, just put in mm-hmm. the work. That's it. And, and, and hit publish. Like, yeah. What we're, really, what we're really bringing all the way back to archaic terms is what we're really talking about is work ethic. Yeah. Have the work ethic and have the the courage to put your put everything you do on display even your flaws like yeah. if you i don't consider myself a good singer by any stretch of the imagination but putting up a video of me writing and 
making a work tape of an acoustic song with just me and an acoustic guitar, mm -hmm. like that's something there is an audience for, even if I'm not a great singer. For sure. Hearing that, me doing a mediocre job singing and playing guitar, and then watching me take that and use the skills I actually do have that are good mm -hmm. and making a really good polished final product and documenting that whole process will show people like, oh my God, hopefully it will inspire people to say like, hey, look, this part that he does really isn't that great, but this part's really good. <laughs> I There's hope for me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be willing to put it on display and you have to have the work ethic to do it on a regular basis. Like this idea, this practice, this habit, I've known too many people who are like, write a song and then they beat that song to death ad nauseum for a year, mm -hmm. don't put it out, rework it, redo it, re-record it, change this, change that. Like, if you want to do that, fine. Put it all on display. Release every version of that song. Mm -hmm. How many times has Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen been recorded? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A great song will win in the end, even yeah. if you keep changing it. It will. Yeah. So that's the process. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Stop clutching. Stop strangling your babies. And also, I'll, I'll flip that around. Have enough faith in yourself that you can do it more than once. Like, yeah. be, you know, all the things we said. Like, the flip side of that, believe in yourself. Because you can do more than one song. And mm -hmm. believe that you can make more than one song. And you will get that better. That is good. You will get better. So just make more. Yeah. If you assume any level of improvement at all, it will get better yeah. every time. That's all I got. Yeah. And with that, pew, pew. we take some questions. Hey guys, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Uh, we don't have a question for you this week, unfortunately. So if you'll do us a favor, go to Twitter, use the hashtag AskTomInVance and hit us up. We want to know what you want to know and we want to help answer it for you. We'll see you next week. Thanks.